welcome to the first episode of Depixelate History with me, Arjun, and Bertie. That's your cue. Uh, hey, uh, with me, Bertie Ashley. So, uh, yo, Arjun, do you like hippopotamuses? First of all, why did you start like that? Hey, that's how it's going to be, man. Come on, <laughs> don't you go to school that how they start? So, no one talks like that except for you. Okay, do you like hippopotamuses? Uh, and the hippopotami, plural, Bertie. Okay, this is going to be a long episode. Uh, let's just stick to hippos. Hippos. Okay, fine. Okay, so um, so hippos are really, really loud animals. Now, the sounds they make, stuff like the snorting, the grumbling, and the wheezing, and the snores, they have been measured to reach 115 decibels. Dude, like that's a volume you'll get when standing 15 feet from the speakers. That's like, what, the fifth row at an Iron Maiden concert. What's Iron Maiden? <laughs> What's Iron Maiden? Like, seriously, what is it? Okay. Fine. Okay. Uh, okay, let's not go there. Uh, you're, you're lost. Okay. So, I can see the disappointment in your face. Yeah, it, we have to talk about this later. So, these animals, they also use subsonic sounds. You know what subsonic is? Like really low frequencies, like basic frequencies. And these base frequencies can travel really long distances, right? And they can spread that dung by whipping their tail like a rotor. 30 seconds on our very first episode. Here you are talking about dung. Hippopotamus dung. Well, okay, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. So, one of those facts, well, all of the, or all of the stuff I told you are facts, but one of those facts led to the death of thousands of people and the birth of a new nation. Wait, what? Seriously? Yep. Okay. Now, I'm actually interested, sir. Tell me more. Okay, story time. Uh, in the 5th century BC, the land that we now know as Egypt was divided into two. Okay, A group of uh, Levantine lords of Semitic origin, that's like you know, nobags, they were called the Hyskos, H-Y-S-K-O-S, and they ruled the northern delta of the Nile. Now, they were ruled by a pharaoh called Apophis. Now, to the south, were native Egyptians. Uh, they lived in an area called Thebes, T-H-E-B-E-S. They were ruled by secondary Tau, otherwise known as the Brave. Who and called him that? Don't tell me that's the name you've given for him. No, no, no. He is actually called the Brave. Probably he gave it to him, like he gave himself the name. But yeah, he's known as secondary Tau, the Brave. Now, we estimate this to be somewhere between 1560 BC and 1558 BC. I hope you know how BC works. Right? We go back in time. It's in reverse. Back to the future. Okay. Continue. Pretty much. Now, uh, our man, uh, the brave, he had some issues with Apophis. Now, obviously, as neighboring countries always do, you know that. We know that well, don't we? History, Bertie, not politics. That's a different podcast. Don't change the subject, Bertie. Right. So, so far, these are the facts. Right? 
Bertie lost the page, guys. Right. So, so far, these are the facts that are historically verified. Now, next comes a part which we know thanks to text on Papyrus called the Quarrel of Apophis and Secondary. Okay, so what's the Papyrus? Uh, okay, so Egyptians is the first one to figure out that you could write on something and that would be the leaves of a plant called the papyrus plant, the papyrus or papyrus. And it was a weed which is which grows on the side of the Nile Delta. And they realized that you could write on it and it stays. Uh, the Mesopotamians used to write on clay tablets and the Chinese were writing on paper. Uh, these guys wrote on papyrus. From which That's really cool. Yeah, pretty cool. It's uh, we, you, you can still do it. I mean, papyrus plants are still quite popular. Uh, so, this we know because of this ancient text called the Quarrel of Apophis and Secondary. Now, first off, a man, Seki. That's how we're going to call him from now on. Seki. Yes. Seki. So, we went from Secondary Tau, the to, the, to the Brave and now Seki. Yeah, man. He's not going to complain. He's been dead for long. Okay, give another nickname for the other fellow also. Apophis is cool. I like Apophis. Apophis. Apophis, the pharaoh. Let's go with Apophis. So, first off, a man, Seki, was pissed that Apophis worshipped only one god, and that was Seth, the god of chaos and the desert. That sounds cool. The god of chaos and the desert. By the way, desert being, you know, Large swath of land without water, not, not ice cream. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so I think we all get that. Well, God of Chaos and ice cream is pretty cool. If you want to be, yeah, if I am a god, I'm God of Chaos and ice cream. That'd be pretty cool. Chaotic ice cream god. Anyway, now that was the Northern Kingdom, right? They worship Seth, whereas the Southern Kingdom worshipped many gods who were more benevolent. Now. Seki believed that this was causing an imbalance in the cosmos. Which really annoyed him. Remind you of anyone? Uh, the guy who snaps his fingers, decapitates half of the world. Yes. So helps the box office collection grow. Okay. So, yes. That is Thanos. Yeah. So, this belief about bringing balance to the cosmos has been around for eons. No one says eons anymore. Well, we'll make it a cool thing now. From now on, people say eons. Eons is a long amount of time. Okay, so Seki starts collecting infinity stones now. Hey, this is history, not entertainment. That's a different podcast. Don't change the subject. Right, so our guy Seki is pissed. Move on, continue. Yes, so now Seki was a ruler, right? So you know what all great leaders should have? Strong ethical grounding. Rigid moral compass and distinct understanding of democracy. That's my future right there. Hmm. Right. Uh, you haven't voted yet, have you? No, unfortunately not. Uh, yeah. So, we have to talk about this later. Okay. No, I mean, yes, all you said. Uh, yeah, strong ethical grounding, moral compass, blah, blah, blah. True. But in ancient days, great leaders had a menagerie, a private zoo. Okay. And kings received and collected many exotic gifts from all over the land, wherever their ambassadors went and came back and brought back different animals. A tradition that exists till this day. The Queen Elizabeth has a huge menagerie. She has like cheetahs and tigers and well, corgis. Yeah, cheetahs, cheetahs. Uh, Wait, even in the Buckingham Palace? Uh, no, they usually shifted to the London Zoo because they can take right. care of it there. 
Right. But uh, even like, for example, uh, do you know that there was a particular uh, uh, Nawab or a ruler in India who had a dodo? Okay. Yeah, he had a dodo because it was an exotic species, and somebody brought it here. Can so you the, imagine? And he got his uh, he he got his court artist to paint the dodo now to show that he had a dodo. And that is how we have the only color portrait of a dodo ever, thanks to Indian man. That's how flexing started. The culture of flexing yeah, started absolutely. right there. We, we are responsible for it. So yeah, so kings used to have like to collect all these different animals from all over the place. And Seki had a pool of hippos. Finally, he got to the hippos. Continue. Uh, yes. So the hippos. Uh, were most probably royal animals. They were given a lot of respect, treated with honor. And, well, having hippos isn't an easy thing, okay? You need a lot of money. You need a lot of space. And it was a, definitely a way of displaying power. So, and he was quite different in his kingdom. Uh, you could say he was very uh, hip. No? Didn't work? No. Right. Okay. Leave let's the puns. Go. Okay. Let That's go. for another show, Bertie. Okay, let's go. So, uh, so one day, uh, one fine day, he gets a visit from a messenger from the north, a man sent by Apophis. So, he is shown in, right? And the next bit is verbatim quote from the papyrus. So, uh, Seki's uh, secretariat asks the messenger, "Wherefore have you come, journeying here?" Insert uh, Egyptian. Hieroglyphic type, no, you can't speak hieroglyphic, but you know, that type of accent. We'll see where I'm going with this. Ah. So the messenger replies, Let there be a withdrawal from the canal of hippopotamuses, which lie at the east of the city, because they don't let sleep come to me in the daytime or in the night, for the noise of them is in his citizens' ears. English, translation, please. Ah. So basically, uh, the pharaoh Apophis, who had a huge palace on the northern Nile Delta, which is 644 kilometers away, uh, more than the distance from Bangalore to Chennai currently, he could not sleep because the sounds of the hippos were disturbing him day and night. Now, another intriguing behavior of hippos is that they roar in the morning at sunrise and in the evening at sunset. Just imagine a huge uh, you know, rooster who's roaring away in the middle of the night or a light night or early morning and you have to wake up to that or if you haven't woken up, you can't go to sleep because there's this immense animal making these weird noises with bass frequencies. I mean, just imagine. The most I can imagine that is you snoring. Well, I have stopped snoring, so that's cool. Good for but you. You won't be able to hear me from 644 kilometers away, would you? No, no, that's too yeah. much. Well, so it, this, this sounds like, you know, these subsonic sounds are keeping our man up of his, up all day and apparently up all night. Can you can you can you imagine that? I can't even sleep now with traffic reopening after lockdown. I can't imagine how it would be with something like a like a loose subwoofer as you put it going <laughs> off all the time. Exactly, exactly. So it's just like bass sounds coming off all the time. Now, uh, okay. So here's the quote. What do you think Seki should have done? He should have like said something like, sorry, bro, I'll see if I can change anything, apologize, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Or he should offer to help. Like, um, hey, bro, uh, you should use the new Bose HDPHS noise cancelling headphones. They deliver everything you expect and things you never imagined possible. 
uh, Bertie, what are you doing? Uh, trying to get sponsors. Uh, ah, okay, okay. What Continue. If, what Continue. if someone from Bose was listening, you know? Hey, if you're listening, get up for sponsors. We need money. Okay, continue. I like that. Okay. I won't stop you next time. <laughs> so, what happened next? So, that's the thing. We don't know. As the Peperas has a missing part. It's basically like, you know, the dog ate the homework or something. Some The last few pages are missing. Dog but, ate the leaf now. Uh, possible. Or the hippo. But what we do know is that eventually, Seki went to war with Apophis. Uh, one theory is that he took it as an insult and went to war. The other is that this was the spark that lit off an argument which led to a war. Well, whatever it was, the next thing we know was war was waged and Seki was killed. No. Brutally. No. They discovered his mummy and there's like five indentations on his skull all made of wow. battle axe. He was like properly murdered. What a great way to go. Ah, right. This, yeah, okay, if you think so. Well, well, Egyptians, what do you expect? So, yeah, so the the war was waged and the Thebans lost and a huge multitude. All the, their army was completely ravaged. You had people, the Apophis army coming down and taking all those people and obviously in the war killing of the innocent uh, people in the city and Thebes was completely run over by the uh, people of Apophis. So, wait, uh, so that is how the the, the, the entire northern delta uh, culture took over the southern delta. Now, Seki was a king, but remember what Apophis was? He was a, a pharaoh. Exactly. Yes, he was. And this is how in 1550 BC, entire Egypt came under the rule of the pharaohs. Thank you guys. Join us next time for another episode.